Hi, folks. This is uh, Audacity and Love and Life, and I'm your host, Sean Matos. Um, I'm bored out of my friggin' mind right now. So I figured I'd do a uh, <laughs> a podcast because I really, I just really can't go anywhere. I, the uh, bronchitis is now, and it's now in my lungs. So, um, you know, which is what I wanted to try to avoid, but it's there. So now I just got to. Um, deal with it right now. Try not to go out. Um, was going to serve a subpoena this weekend, but that didn't happen. And uh, <clears throat> I'm sure them, they're going to have to. Ow, I told them to see if they can get this other company to possibly do it this weekend, but they're really horrible. Um, and they're probably going to tell me tomorrow that I'm going to have to try and get this person because I think tomorrow's the deadline. So I might have to venture out tomorrow. If not, I'm staying in till I feel better because I think I tried to do too much and I cooked for myself and, you know, just uh, try to spend time with my dogs and, and everything because uh, they're my babies. Can't neglect them, you know. So <clears throat> I wanted to talk about Something, I don't know what. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just like, so I'm not somebody to, like, if I sit still, it's because I'm so exhausted because, uh, you know, I, I did a lot in a day or whatever. So <clears throat> I'm really like, um, when, when it's in my lungs, forget it. It's just really weighing me down right now. Um, but I, I just, I can't sit still. I'm not... Uh, you know, somebody that sits still unless I'm doing something, uh, you know, or having sex or cuddling or eating or <laughs> no, <laughs> shit like that. You know, I gotta be doing something though. Anyway, <clears throat> so, uh, I'm going to try and muster through this cause it's harder for me to breathe right now, but <clears throat> I want to talk about this. The, you know, I had a course. I'm really big into music. I like to listen to music all the time. Uh, when I was a kid, I've, I guess it's my go-to place for uh, dealing with trauma and stuff because that's what I used to do when I was a kid. I used to draw, doodle, you know, uh, and uh, I would go down to the basement and on the washing machine and dryer or whatever, I would put the record player on and I would play records and sing to music and stuff, uh, to escape the, um, drama and, and trauma and stuff that was going on in the house and stuff. So, um, it was kind of like putting me in the twilight zone away from everything in a way, mindset wise and everything. So I, I guess it's always been my go-to thing, um, in dealing with stuff in life, period, you know, um, and good times and bad times, you know, but mostly it was, it was bad times. Um, so art and music and playing my guitar until my brother and sister jumped on the couch that I laid it on in the basement and they crushed it. <laughs> I, I got my first guitar at 12 years old and it was gone before I turned 13 because, because we used to, uh, we used to run from one end of the basement and we had a living room set up and everything downstairs so we can hang out downstairs and and uh, we used to run and jump over the back of the 
the couch sofa and and land on the sofa but i left my guitar there so my brother and sister were, were doing that and they landed on my poor little guitar and i had to i had to bury the damn thing in a dumpster it was very heartbreaking day for me um <clears throat> and then i don't think i got another guitar until i was like uh 16 years old because i had to i had to be read the riot act about the care about my guitar and putting it where it should have been and shit <laughs> So, um, <clears throat> and then I got my other one in 20, and then I stopped for a while. Let's see, back and forth. All right, hold on one second. Hey, guy at the la boca. Okay. Oh, that worked. <laughs> anyway, um, so anyway, I love music, and I, you know, I love, like, yo! I'm serious, man. I'm going to evict your asses. You're going to be on the outside looking in. Muffin and Scout, you're going to be on the outside looking in. Yo, shut up. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, no, why? Because there's a parade going by the house right now. It must be an Easter parade in the neighborhood. And they just can't help themselves. Unreal. Um. Anyway, so I like listening to music. And I like... Like when I when I really like a song, I want to know the lyrics. You know, I want to sing to it. I want to I want to uh, what do you call it? Dissect the song and what it means and everything. And that came too from a, a conscience of man class that I took in high school, and uh, it, it was an awesome awesome class. It was uh, Mr. Furman, who was a lawyer or was a lawyer, I don't know if he's still a lawyer now, uh, taught the class in high school, um, junior high, I guess it was, I think it was 16 at the time, and um, one of the things that we did was take songs and decipher uh, what the meaning of the song was by the lyrics, and also uh, a big part of the course also was about the Holocaust, and it was extremely disturbing. It really did change. I, I, I kind of got depressed for a while because I never, you know, I knew I had stuff going on in my own household and stuff, but when you see the inhumanity of people on a screen with that French film with the plowing of the dead bodies of the Jews that were, uh, you know, exterminated, um, by the by, uh, Hitler and the Germans and everything in the Holocaust and and in the camps and stuff. It's just uh, it's a very heart wrenching, eye opening, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> disappointing, I guess you can say, thing to see and and the horrible things that other human beings can do to other human beings, you know because of what they believe in or don't believe in <coughs> and how they want to push what they believe in on other people to the point that they feel they have the right to exterminate another life, you know? And that was um, and is and always will be very disturbing to me. And I know uh, from my own experiences that humans are pretty shitty to other human beings. And I've felt the brunt of that myself, um, not only from my family life, uh, but from people I don't even know that don't know me, uh, but think they do or think they can tell me, you know, who I am, how to live, who to love, uh, 
you know, um, it's a shame, you know, that, and we're not out of it yet. It seems like we're going backwards in this, in this country and in this world. Um, and it's, and it's pretty scary. And, and a lot of it is from ignorance, uh, fear, phobias, you know, and, and so in this, in this, Jesus muffin, I swear to God, I'm going to take you to the shelter. (laughs) I'm not, I'm kidding. (laughs) Muffin, seriously. Can you guys, can you guys, Muffin. What did I say about in-house conversations with another dog that's outside? You have to go outside. Muffin. Hold on a second, because we're never getting through this podcast. Come here. Go outside. You want to talk to Spencer? Come on. Go outside. Talk shit to Spencer on the outside of this house. Come here. Come on. You can say all you want to him. Curse him out. Tell him he's dickless, ballless, whatever you want. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay. So anyway, I took this course. <clears throat> Damn, motherfucker. I took this course in uh, junior high. High school, I mean. And uh, called Conscience of Man. And we went through a whole bunch of stuff. Books, poetry, music, the Holocaust, world, Vietnam War, etc. Uh, protest against Vietnam War. and Anything you can imagine. So it really did... Probably was the most educational course that I ever took in my life, probably. Um, And the most uh, transitional course, I guess. Something that really changed uh, the way I looked at people and life and and things, you know. Um, And also, the biggest thing, which I'm going to talk about right now, is, is music. And that music was and is and probably will always be something that I depend on. If I have anxiety about being somewhere, um, I will have my music on. (laughs) Or I will... I love Gabe's. Like, I'll go to Gabe's every day just to hang out and listen to music and sing to it. And I get a lot of applauses (laughs) from people (laughs) for singing to his songs. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you very much. I just come here for the music. Um, So they love me. All the workers love me. I, I, you know... But um, <clears throat> anyway, I- I'm going to talk about this one particular song. It's called Energy, Lucky Me by Morgan St. Jean. And I'll tell you why. Because I listened to it back in, when it first came out, back in, uh, I guess it was the middle of March. <coughs> and, and I thought, uh, I, didn't, I didn't really know the lyrics that much. You know, at first it was just the song. Um, the music, you know, uh, her voice. And <clears throat> when I started to listen to the, the lyrics, I was like, wow, like, I really like this. Because when you go through life, songs get attributed to that time and space in your life and what you're going through. And, 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 uh, and, and, and that's with anything, like with a job, with a relationship you're going through, with... Uh, you know, any kind of bad place you're in or good place you're in, you know, situations or whatever, a good time with your friends, you know, you remember those songs and, and they bring you back to back in time to memories with people that you loved or spent time with or whatever, uh, situations that you went through. Um, and it also 
remind you of where you were at in that in that time or where you're at right now like you can attribute a song to this is what I'm going through right now or this is how I feel right now and to me this song resonated to me as to the fact that you know we as we we age we go through transformations and I I feel very much like um these past few months since my mom died basically maybe before but I didn't like you don't recognize it, but I, I definitely feel that since my mother died and seeing somebody up front in person uh, that is my mom, especially, you know, um, uh, that you love and care about and, and um, you know, that was a big part of your life, regardless of whether it was good or bad, you know, um, that you watch somebody who had a life. Uh, and and that breath, that last breath that stopped and and everything changes after that. And uh, <clears throat> and it changes you. It changes you when you see somebody die. And if it doesn't, then maybe they didn't mean anything to you. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that, but how, how can it not change you? you know? So it changed me in such a profound way, um, the whole taking care of her for the last year of her life, but that, moment that everything um that she went through in life now doesn't matter anymore it's almost like she existed but she doesn't exist and she only exists in our minds in our memories you know stuff like that um and maybe the things that we tangible things that we hold on to to remind us of people and places and things you know so and 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 music is one of them and um, I feel very much like this since May of 2022, um, and even till now, I've been going through this journey of transformation, and I think that we do that in our lives, in different times in our lives, when things happen to us, whether it be good or bad, or when we, we lose somebody, that we, we change. Things change us. People change us. Situations change us. Even if we're with somebody for a moment, you know, um, it, it changes us, you know. Uh, and this song, after getting to know the lyrics, is like, wow, this is where I'm at. Like, I'm in my own energy, and I feel lucky that I'm getting to know me, and I'm getting to know that... Um, <clears throat> That I don't, like somebody said to me that you don't, um, the reason why people are attracted to you, the reason why you're magnetic to people is because you don't chase people, your energy, like your energy, they feed off your energy. They, 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 uh, they are attracted to you basically because of your energy and the fact that you're secure in yourself. And, and I'm not. That's a kidder. That's a kisser. <laughs> a pisser, I should say. <laughs> Spencer and Muffin are having this whole fucking conversation. I swear to God, if I die and go to heaven, I'm going to be asking my dogs, what the fuck were you saying to each other in the yard? I want to know these conversations because I didn't. I don't understand them. You know what I mean? It's like I would love to know what animals say to each other. Like, because we make up little, you know, 
short videos and memes and all kinds of shit about what animals are saying to each other from our point of view. But I would really love to know what they really actually say to each other. So, um, but anyway, it's, it's just, I, I just feel like, uh, this song and I, here, I'll play it. I'll play it for you guys. Um, I'll, I'll read you the lyrics, I guess. And hopefully you can hear it because my big mouth. And that's, I don't even know if you guys can hear it because my speakers suck and I never really did went out and go and get better speakers for my <laughs> computer. <laughs> Although I have 15,000 headsets that I can walk around in circles with <laughs> to make sure I always have my music on me. But um, So anyway, <coughs> call it delusional ego. Call it whatever you like. <clears throat> I'm on my own vibe. Watering seer seeds from the tears that I cried. And it and it's like, you know, when you start to get to know yourself so well, and you start to feel like you put so much energy into other people and other things that either didn't really matter to you or they you don't matter to them. It, it's, it's so freeing, you know? And it says her next near lyric is I'm making fans of my critics. And there's always going to be critics in your life. There's always going to be somebody who's got an opinion about everything. And there's always going to be people that lie about you, spread rumors, whatever, or think the biggest thing is you ain't going to make it. You're not going to, whatever your dreams and goals are, uh, whoever you want to be with or whatever, it's not going to happen, you know, and, and we all do that to each other. And unfortunately, it's unfortunate, but it's almost, it's almost embedded in us to want to criticize other people, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. You know, um, some people are consistently criticizing, um, and some people look, um, we're not all going to have cheerleaders in our corner, you know? And, and that's a shame, but that's how life is, man. I got my own family members that get jealous when good things happen to me, you know. Um, and, and that sucks. It really does. Uh, because they always say, why do you fall in shit and come up with roses? And I, I consistently can say that I can, tr I always try to be good to people. I always try to be consistent with uh, wanting the best for people, even if they don't want the best for me. Um, but I do have my limits just like anybody else. Cause I am a human being, but at the end of the day, um, I try and do the right thing, even though people aren't doing the right thing to me or saying the right thing or whatever. I always try to do the right thing until I've had enough basically, cause we all have limits. Um, but there are people that, um, are in a bad place in their life sometimes, you know, and, and they don't need critics. They need support. And they need love and they need uh, to hear kudos for you when you're making it, you know. And a lot of us go through this transformation where, you know, you start to realize 
that your life goes in a direction that you want it to go and you can manifest your dreams and you can make them happen and you can reach your goals. And, <clears throat> and then people will see that. They will feel your energy when they know that you're in a better place. And, and there's going to be critics about that. There's going to be people that are jealous, you know, and there's people that are, are jealous and critics um, while you're on your path. You know, like, hey, I got a new job, you know, and and some people are going to wish you luck and really mean it. And some people are going to wish you luck and 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 not, you know, and. Um, you know, I, I, I wish everybody could have whatever they wanted out of life, you know, whatever they needed out of life. You know, um, I'm not perfect. Believe me, somebody pisses me off for a moment. I might be uh, lashing them with my tongue one moment and then saying that nah, that was an ass you're being an asshole Sean rewind that shit <laughs> you know what I mean so um so it's basically I'm making fans of my critics I'm making fans of my critics castles I built in castles my mind I built in my took, mind. Some took some alone time which that's the best way to know yourself put her phone on airplane made I'm flying high I got right with my psyche and I can't tell you enough Get right with your fucking self. Call yourself out on the shit that you do that is toxic to other people because it's not always about other people being toxic to you. I can be toxic to other, to other people. And sometimes when people are toxic to you, you become toxic. Toxic. I know I've become toxic in a, in a lot of situations because I've been dragged down to the dirt, man. And, and, and sometimes, you know, <clears throat> you become what you're... You're fighting against, you know, but you gotta, you gotta take time to get right with yourself because nothing in your ha life happens, um, right until you do, um, because you're not knowing how to handle your journey the right way and the good way that's going to benefit you. So get right with yourself, take time for yourself. Um, and some people are going to understand it and some people aren't. Um, but I spend a lot of time alone and, and a lot of time that I spend alone is, um, I, I, maybe I overanalyze and I overthink and some people have said that, uh, about things, but it's better to do that than not think, not in, not look at yourself and internalize, um, and, and, uh, put yourself under a microscope, you know, how did I handle this situation today. Look, I'll go shopping and shit, and and then I'll I'll analyze how how was I to this person who you know said something to me or whatever. Like, uh, I I I analyze stuff. You know, that's just who I am. I analyze myself and I analyze uh, situations that happen uh, between me and other people or whatever. And uh, and that's a it could be a good thing. It's like a double edged sword. If you overanalyze you're beating yourself up or you're beating somebody else up, you know, and overthinking a situation and maybe even creating uh, a much larger situation, which I am guilty of sometime from overthinking. Um, but then again, you know, if you don't, then you're never going to learn about yourself in order to know what you want and what you don't want out of life and uh, what your needs are. And um, where you go wrong, 
with other people. So then when you are around other people, friends, family, lovers, that you are also looking at um, how did I handle this situation and how could I have handled it better, you know, um, and, and not always point the figure at other people um, in a situation and do the blame game kind of a thing, you know. Um, so that it's very important, but it's also important to say, give yourself kudos. I took time for myself. I learned about what I want and I manifested stuff and it's happening to me. You're like, lucky me, man. Like, I, I'm, you know, like I'm under good vibes right now. And this is what this song is about. You know, it's about transforming yourself and, and, and going after what you need and want out of life and, and obtaining that regardless of the critics regardless of the things that you've went through and your energy has changed because of it, you know, and you're lucky for that. So. I wake up like I don't chase the track. I attract universe has got my back and that's it, man. Once you get right with yourself, the universe has your back, man. And must be your energy because your energy changes. I decided it's a fact. Everything I want, I have. And that's another thing. When you get what you want, be grateful for it. Because it can be taken away from you because you weren't. Or you flaunted it like, la, na, 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 look what I got. Look where I'm at in life. Look what I have money-wise. You know, look who I have relationship-wise. You know, it's good to be on that journey and get what you want and change your energy and have good vibes and, and, and manifest the things that you want and need, but also don't flaunt it. Like, don't think you're better than anybody else because na 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 na. And even na 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 to your critics. Uh, fuck them. You know, don't do na 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 to your critics, man, uh, because, you know, throwing that finger up to them can get thrown right back to you again because it's gonna like wait a minute you're in this good place the universe is saying i put you here because this is what you wanted and you did all the right things with yourself you put yourself in a really good place and uh you didn't you didn't stoop to their level you you concentrated on you you concentrated on what you wanted uh where you want to be you know and and now you're once you got it and I gave it to you, now you're saying, nah, 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 fuck you and flinging the fingers at everybody. And that's not, that's not good either uh, because now you're creating bad energy and you want to stay in that good energy, lucky me kind of a thing. So, uh, and she's kind of doing that with this song in a sense, but not, you know, at least I don't think so. <laughs> <coughs> I'm a, like a sleepwalker living my daydream. Like, that's the best fucking thing. Don't wake me up for my life. Not scared of vampires. They can't suck me dry when I'm so damn alive. Like, that, like, you are, you have reached where nobody can touch you in a, in a, in a sense, uh, I guess you would say, like, in a lyrical sense. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's what you feel inside. Like, I'm so secure with myself now. Um, and I was down and trodden. I was not, 
in a good place. And, and now I'm so secure in myself that nothing and nobody can touch me, you know, because I'm where I should be, basically. And it took you a while to get there um, through your hard work, through your manifestation, through your your energy, through, through the good vibes, um, not stooping to other people's level and stuff. So she says, 2020 got perfect vision like visionary. God is my witness, man. Like, you know, I, I'm not religious, but I believe there is a higher power than us, uh, spirituality wise. Uh, and, uh, I respect everybody that does whatever they want to do as long as they're not hindering other people's lives, which a lot of religions do. And they want to make everybody believe that their religion is the right religion and their beliefs are the right beliefs. And then they start oppressing people and taking people's rights away. And I'm not into that. Uh, but this is God is my witness. Luck is a lady and karma is a bitch on my side. And, and that's what you have to believe. Don't fling fingers at people and say, ha ha, this is where I'm at. Whatever they created with their energy and they're criticizing you and whatever, that's their karma. Karma's a bitch and it's on your side. That's where you let karma take care of them. You know, and it happened. Believe me when I tell you, I have seen karma happen to every last person that has ever done me wrong. And not too many people can say that in this life. And it's not like I was wishing it upon them. It literally happened on my birthday. I won my lawsuit on my birthday. My ex-girlfriend that they dragged into my lawsuit um, on her, my birthday, she lost her job in the front page of a newspaper. It's not, I nothing that you can ever dream of and create as karma for somebody else will ever happen better than karma happens naturally. The universe is full of energy. And with that energy is good energy and bad energy. And it, I can't tell you enough. Stay with the good energy. Let the bad energy that they put out into this world is going to boomerang back to them um, because they put it out there. And, and it's going to boomerang back to them. And you don't have to do anything. And it's going to be far better than anything you could ever wish or hope. And you shouldn't. But we all do naturally when somebody does us wrong. Um, want to see them get hit with what they threw out into the universe. It's, it's normal. But don't waste your time trying to create that for them. Let it happen and it will be far excuse me, better than any situation that you can try and create yourself. And by the way, when you do try and create a karmic situation to hurt somebody back because they hurt you, you're now putting that energy back into the universe that's now going to come back to you. So you don't want that to happen. You want to stay in that good energy. You want to feel lucky by the universe giving you what you wanted and need and, and, uh, and, and feel, feel fulfilled by, um, and, and keep those good vibes going for yourself, you know? So,
Look at me. Look at me. Must be my energy. Hey? Eh? Must be fine. Look at me. Look at me. My energy. And that's what you want to remember is your energy. You know, and I fuck up, believe me. My energy will get twisted. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, when, like I said, when I spend time alone, I look at that. You know, how was I an asshole today? Ooh, yeah, I did this today, or I said this, or I flipped my finger up at somebody who <laughs> cut in front of me, or whatever. Um, you know, like, I try to make comedy of road rage sometimes because, it, you know, it is funny because we get, when we get behind the wheel of a car, our energy can change, you know, for some reason, um, a lot of us, and I do a lot of driving, so I deal with a lot of people, and your energy can change, man, and, and you got to sit right with yourself. Um, I remember being in <clears throat> New York City, you know, living in New York, um, it took me like three or four months to acclimate myself to the noises the horns the the energy of the city and how fast it was how noisy it was and everything and and you know the drivers and everything and I remember driving up uh I was on West End Ave West West End Avenue and west side of New York City and uh on uh, Amsterdam <clears throat> going across taxi cab cuts me off and I'm like you mother fucking son of a bitch and uh it was an indian guy you know um and you know we're fucking flinging fingers at each other and shit like fuck you fuck you the whole thing you know <laughs> so we end up at the we end up at the traffic light and we look at each other and you know at that moment i realized wow like really like what were we doing so i started laughing and he started laughing, and then, you know, like, we threw a kiss to each other, like, yeah, it's all good, you know what I mean? And uh, and that's where we got to check ourselves sometimes, you know, because we got caught up, and it's so easy to, especially, like, behind a wheel of a car and stuff, or any situation, you know, it doesn't have to be a car, but a lot of our problems uh, with other people is it comes from ourself, our own fears, anxieties, uh, some things we're going through that day. And it changes our energy, changes our attitude. And now when we deal with other people, it changes the energy between you and that other person that you're not really, they're not really involved in whatever happened like five minutes ago somewhere else with somebody else or another situation or whatever. But we kind of like pass that energy on to the other person. And now we're treating them like shit for something they have no idea. And now... uh we create another situation and then that person feels like shit because I just treated that person like shit and then they take that home to their husband or wife or kid or whatever and, and we pass that energy on, you know. So I'm not perfect, believe me. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know everything. I, I just, I'm going through my own opinions, my own life experiences, uh, my own transformations. I, I know I changed every time something uh, profound happened in my life. Um, and uh, like my mom dying, that that's a very profound thing to watch somebody die, um, and take their last breath, and and it, and it and it changed me, you know. It made me look at life differently, um, and it made me appreciate life more, and it made me uh, want to have certain things. Um, to me, money is not important. The only importance it is is that it gives you a better life. 
It's not important. Like I will go and give a homeless person fifty dollars. I've tipped, I've tipped waitresses fifty bucks. I remember going to. Um, my friends and I went to Philly, a bunch of us, and <clears throat> had friends visiting from Arizona and stuff. And I guess it was ten of us or whatever. We came from Philly. It was late at night, and we went to IHOP, and. Uh, there was only about three people, four people in IHOP because it was close, close to closing and stuff. <clears throat> and I remember giving this young lady our orders, and this young guy, Spanish guy, um, was managing. Managing, he was like in his twenties, and he was saying to the young girl, "Like I'm leaving now," and he was supposed to be supposed to be managing the place. And there was 10 of us, and there was probably about three other tables there. And it, it was close to closing. It was like another half hour, 45 minutes before closing. But, you know, people, when they work in the restaurant, they're trying to get their outs done. They're trying to get things done um, so they can leave. <laughs> you know, they want to go home too. So we give our order in. This guy says he's leaving. He's going to go to a midnight movie um, and with his boyfriend. He was... Okay, and he wanted to go see a movie with his boyfriend. And he left the waitress by herself uh, with two other people in the kitchen. One of them, I guess, was, you know, there was cooks. There was a cook or two, but the other one was washing dishes. Um, and she had to clean all the tables by herself and also wait on the people. And I was watching her, and I thought, like, she's only in her 20s. And I thought, this is a shitty thing that this guy's doing to her, you know. Or to them, period. He's the manager, you know. And uh, she came to she came up to us, and our and our food was late. And my friend started to, uh, yeah, I'm not friends with her no more because, like I said, people who treat waitresses like shit and everything. Um, there's only so much time that I'm gonna cut them off, you know. And there was other things that happened uh, where she treated me certain ways too. So I got. I got a good read on her, and we had been friends for many years, but certain things twerked me <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> and, you know, this was one of those nights. Um, so she started complaining uh, about the food being late, and she started to complain about whatever did come out, you know, wasn't right, and this, that, and the other thing. And the way she talked to the girl, um, the girl started crying. And I was like, whoa. You know, and she was like, I'm so sorry. My manager left me um, with all these tables and I'm the only one here and I'm going to have to take care of everything. And, you know, it's, you know, now we're short staffed and, you know, and I just felt so bad for her. And, and uh, you know, I got up and I gave her a hug and I said, look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. You know, I said, don't worry about it. Um, <clears throat> and anyway, so. We, you know, we got our food and everything, and I kind of scolded my friend. I said, look, you know, like, you don't understand what people are going through and stuff like that, and I, I just felt like you shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? So, obviously, you know, she's in a bad way with being left uh, with the situation by herself, and she's a young girl. She's only in her 20s, you know. So when she came, I gave her, I, I, th I, don't, I forget what the tip came, the, uh, the bill came to, um, I think it was like $150 or whatever after all was said and done. And I gave her, uh, 
I don't know, $50 tip, $75 tip. I know it was like 50% of whatever the bill was, um, you know, or 100%. I don't know. Let me see. How much was it? <laughs> oh, shit. Who's texting me? What? Oh, my God. I hate when people are... Hold on a second. For goodness sakes. <clears throat> oh, man. Hold on a second. Oh, my dogs are they're just killing me. Yeah, oh, they're gonna. Have, I'm gonna have to get back to them. This is like gonna be an ongoing thread here. Anyway, I I think I gave her like 75 bucks or something like that, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> she started crying, and I was like, "What do you? What's the matter?" Like, and and she goes, "No one's ever tipped me this much, and I really need this money and and stuff." So I said, oh, "She goes, I go to school full time. I'm paying my way through school, college." And, you know, I'm single and struggling and whatever. And, you know, and then when this happened, it's just, you know, I said, look, don't worry about it. Like here. So when I went to uh, pay the bill, bill, um, I gave her another 50 bucks, <laughs> you know, and she was like, oh, my God. And, and but she remembered me and she re she remembered how I changed her energy, you know, by doing that, by by an end on top of it, you know. I reported the manager because he was an acting manager that left her and he should have never left her. So I reported him to the manager uh, the next day in person um, and, uh, and I commended her, you know, for taking control of the situation and, and everything and taking care of the whole restaurant when, when he left, you know, and she, she was stuck, you know. And uh, <coughs> apparently she got... Uh, promoted or something like that and then she went on to another place and I cannot remember where I went but she came up to me and she goes oh my god I remember you you came into IHOP blah 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 I said oh my god how are you doing and you know it was just awesome it was really awesome so I tipped her good again because I was just so happy to see she was in a she was in a better place and, and she says you don't know how that changed me um, how I, I was so downtrodden with everything that was going on and struggling so hard. And I really felt like I was being stepped on and stuff. And, and, uh, I was at the end of my rope and, and you changed, um, the vibes and the energy in my life. Um, and I, you know, so I, you never know, um, how your energy can help somebody else and how your energy can hurt somebody else. So be grateful and feel lucky when you're starting to get all the things that you manifest in your life and, and be at the place you want to be in, in, in your life, job-wise, uh, relationship-wise, money-wise, you know, situation, like, you know, where you're in a better situation uh, in your life, new home, whatever, or new car, or whatever, um, and, and don't look down on people and and unfortunately, we are all guilty of passing off our energy when it becomes, especially when it's bad, to other people. And uh, <clears throat> and I, like I said, I'm a big energy person. Um, I do feel vibes and everything like that. And I wish 
I was better at feeling vibes when people are interested. They really do have to tell me they're interested in me. <laughs> because I do live <laughs> in myself a lot. <laughs> you know? Um, and it's a shame because it's, 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 it's a part of, you know, being in such bad energy when I was a kid that I had to find... Uh, my good energy and other things like music and, and, and sports and, and stuff and kind of, and kind of, you know, like sitting and secluding myself and drawing for hours and hours and hours. Like, I wish I had, um, I wish I had all the artwork that I had since I was five years old. And that got, that got lost in, in, uh, that got thrown in a dump by some piece of shit guy I was with, you know, um, and, and it's a shame that we end up with people. I did not know, like, uh, I ended up in a relationship with this guy that um, I was the second woman to leave him for another woman in a row. And that says a lot about his fucking ass because he was a piece of shit. He really was. And you're get, you get attracted to what you know, and that is an abusive person, an abusive home, you know, relationships that are toxic, whatever. And he was a piece of shit, really. And, uh, I left him for my first lover and, uh, <clears throat> he had me falsely arrested. He had me falsely arrested claiming that the, I tried to break into my house. That was our house that I was paying all the bills that he was only making $3 and 14 cents an hour at piecework as a welder. And I was making seven fifty-eight fifty an hour at the time. So the rent was being paid by me. The furnishings, my uncle owned a furniture store, uh, which mod wash is there now, but there was a furniture store there that I furnished uh, our complete home, our home trailer. And I'll tell you, uh, the trailer is uh, 320 Missile Lane in Laurel Lake. It looks like shit now, but it looked awesome when uh, when we had it. Had a fireplace, you know, nice little koi pond in the back and everything. It was a really nice nice trailer. Um, but, uh, he tried to kill me. He tried to, and I knew I was going to leave him. Uh, he was treating me like shit. Uh, he was treating my dog, my Irish, uh, spaniel like shit puppy. And, um, and I knew that, uh, you know, I did like this woman and that, uh, you know, that I was going to leave him. But he had hunting. He was uh, he had hunting guns and stuff and rifles and shotgun, and he was pretty violent tempered. So what I did is I threw all his bullets out, emptied his guns, you know, his rifle and his shotgun, and I threw them all out in the woods. So there wasn't one bullet in the house, and he hid the guns in, behind the uh, sofa in what was like our fireplace room, which was near the entrance. There's a little room as soon as you come into the place, fireplace room with a couch and everything like that. Then we had a living room, kitchen, two bedrooms, and a bathroom. And um, so I threw them out, and the day that I was leaving him, um, he tried, he, he pun I went to call 911 because he was pushing me around. So I grabbed the phone to call 911, and he punched me in the face, broke my glasses, gave me a black eye, ripped the phone out of the wall. And then he went for his guns. And uh, he grabbed the rifle. No, he grabbed, I'm sorry, he grabbed the shotgun first. He grabbed the shotgun, tried to shoot me right in the face. And nothing happened. 
and he tried again. Nothing happened, and he looked and saw that there was no bullets. So then he went behind a couch to see where his bullets were, you know, and uh, there was no shotgun shells. So then he was like, fuck, and he grabbed his rifle, and he tried to shoot me with his rifle. So I made my getaway. I got out. I ran to my car and took off. And my car, my dog, my puppy ran outside behind me. And as I'm driving down the road, um, I saw her running next to my car. And I opened the door and she jumped in. And um, then he, you know, he had me falsely arrested. Try said to try that I tried to break into the house when I was on the lease. Um, and you know, he broke my glasses and I brought pictures of my black eye and my broken glasses. And he was friends with the judge. His father was friends with the judge and he had a private meeting with the judge, uh, which is illegal. And I didn't know I'm a kid, man. I'm like 20 years old, 19 years old. I think I was a 19 years old or whatever. Um, and you know, we went to court. Uh, the guy that came to arrest me, I was working at the state school in the kitchen he came to arrest me, the cop, and he goes, I don't believe a word of this. Uh, you could just follow me to the police station and I'll have to do the mugshot, whatever. And, you know, like, this guy's a piece of shit. I know him. I went to high school with him. He's a piece of shit. And, you know, if anything, I believe the opposite. And I said, believe me. I said, I, I've been paying rent on that place. I'm on the lease. It's my place. I didn't try to break in. He probably set it up like I did, but I have fingerprints on the house because I live there. You know what I mean? Like... So, um, and one of the things he did was he, ch he tried to claim that my dog was an AKC dog, but it was in his name and all my clothes, all my paperwork, everything, jewelry, all my artwork, photography, since I was a kid, everything creative that I ever did in my life was in that, in that place. Um, so we go to court and the judge tells him, that he needs to produce the AKC papers and the lease and everything like that. And obviously the AKC papers have my name as the owner of the dog and, you know, the lease has my name on it and everything else. So they ended up dropping the charges and, you know, finding me not guilty and all that kind of shit. But I only got two trash bags of clothing out of the house. He kept everything. Uh, I talked to the, the, um, the uh, landlord um, and because he was a man, he got to stay and keep the trailer instead of the landlord throwing him out because I was the one paying the bills. Um, he let him stay there. And I said, well, he'll be out of there in a month or two when you find out that he can't pay the fucking rent. And that's what happened. He got evicted from the place because he couldn't pay the rent, you know, and I, I ended up going into the military, uh, shortly after. Um, but you know, what the hell of a fucking thing to have to go through just because you want to break up with somebody. Um, and, you know, um, I don't hate men because some of my best friends are men and I've been in relationships with men. Uh, I don't have anything against men. It's just I feel more uh, at home being with a woman, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, there's unfortunate circumstances that we end up in life with people that can't deal with uh, their own shit, basically, you know, that he really didn't feel like a man. And he wasn't a man because men don't do that shit. Men should never do that shit to anybody, uh, you know. And <clears throat> but that's my life, you know. So uh, we live and learn, you know. Um, and I made the best of it. Like, he ended up 
I ran into him a few years ago in Wawa, and he looked like uh, Grizzly Adams run over by a fucking uh, fire truck about 15 times. He looked horrible, but that's the life and energy he created for himself. And, you know, everybody says, why do you look so young and everything? Because I try and create good energy, um, even through the worst of scenarios, you know, um, for myself and for others. And, 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 and it comes back to me. Everybody says, why do you fall in, fall in shit and come up with roses? Because I always try to be good with people. You know, that I'm not anybody who doesn't have bad times, but I try and make those bad times um, turn into something good for me. Uh, to, to benefit me in some way and, and definitely to be a lesson in life uh, for me uh, to learn from and to change from. Um, and, you know, could I have handled it differently? Yeah. Should I have been wiser? Like, yeah, I emptied out all his guns and shit, but maybe I should have just fucking emptied out my, the house of everything and moved the fuck out and, and, and not let it go to the point where I had to uh, come face to face with him knowing how dangerous he was. Um, and I'm lucky to be alive to leave, to have the forethought of emptying the, uh, rifle and a shotgun before, um, you know, I was trying to be, uh, what would you say? Like straight up, just a straight up person. Like I, I'm not somebody to run and hide and not f- come face to face with people to tell them how I feel and think. Um, so that they don't misunderstand or think I'm a coward or anything, you know, and I was trying not to be a coward in a situation, um, that was absolutely unsafe for me. Um, and I'm glad I got out and I'm glad that my dog did because he would have killed my dog for sure. He would have, he would have gutted the dog like a deer, you know? Um, and he had said that many times, like he didn't stand, he couldn't stand a dog or whatever. His dog was the best thing that ever happened. And I treated that dog like gold because she was a sweetheart and she's an innocent soul in a, in a situation that shouldn't have happened. You know, um, he hates his mother. I see his mother once in a while. Um, and you know, he told me things. His mother used to fuck truck drivers on the side of the road while his father was in the house curling his hair, you know? So there was definitely a dysfunctional situation and in that situation, I think he had a lot of hatred for women, period. Um, so, and then to have two women leave him for other women uh, wasn't a good thing, back to back, you know. So, you know, you never know what people are coming from or what people are going through, you know. And uh, trying to not pass off, and I'm so guilty of it myself, um, bad energy situations to other people when you're out and about living your life and you're dealing with situations that happen and uh, and you react the wrong way or take that situation and move your energy, the bad energy from it to another person who then moves it to another person and another person and it's a domino effect, you know. So that's why you should always just have good energy um, people that have done you wrong, said said wrong things to you, criticized you, lied about you, whatever, they're creating their bad energy and their karma. And it's not for us to create that. Um, <clears throat> and we all want, you know, we're all human. We all want to see somebody who hurt us and put us through some suffering, you know, to get what they put out to us. But that's for the universe to do not for us. So, 
you know, when you feel lucky and you have that good energy and you have that good stuff going, keep it going. Pass it on and be grateful for it and feel blessed. And uh, like the energy, energy, Lucky Me by Morgan St. Jean. You know, that's my song right now for what I'm going through. You know, I feel like I left the casino and already, literally, um, that night I got a phone call uh, from somebody that has had my phone number for months and is like, Sean, I'm ready for you, you know, to work for me. And I'm like, I'm sick right now, but as soon as I'm better, you know, let's do this, you know. And then there's uh, another opportunity that came through on Thursday. And then uh, another opportunity on Friday, you know, and uh, one of these opportunities, it's going to take a couple weeks. Um, and the other one, I don't know how long it's going to take. But, you know, and then I have this other stuff with the lawyer that I'm doing, you know, that I always do. Him and I have the best friendship ever because he's he really cares. He cried more than I did when I won my lawsuit for the shit that I went through. Literally. I felt like I had to dry his tears. You know what I mean? And that's somebody who really cares about you. And I'll tell you, it's hard to find lawyers that really care about you, that really care about what you went through, that really care about you getting the justice that you're seeking, you know? And and when you get it, like he took me out to get drunk. And let me tell you something, I was fucked up. <laughs> we were talking about boobs because I'm a boob person. I'm not going to lie. I love boobs. I don't know what it is. Feet and boobs. I don't know. You know, when I see luscious boobs, <laughs> I'm a boob. Like, I'm sorry. I, you know, it doesn't turn me on if you're flat chested. I'm sorry. But that doesn't matter. I'm not shallow like that. You know, because if I love you, it's not about your tits. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I love, I don't want massive boobs, but I love big boobs and I cannot lie. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> That uh, is like sexy to me, you know. <laughs> when a nice, nice cleave. When I see a nice cleavage, you know. Um, and uh, I don't want an ass where I can set my drink on and have my lunch on because I don't understand that. I just don't like, you know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why women do that. My ex girlfriend that I was with, uh, off and on for twenty five years. It's like. Uh, she was beautiful as she is, and she was a model for God's sake, and and she just had such in, insecurities that um, she, you know, got all this plastic surgery and shit done, and it's unreal. So you know, she got her boot, her her butt, her butt like a fucking shelf. I don't know, but anyway. All right, well, that's the end of my, my uh, podcast for today. Have a good day. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something from it. And just stay with the good energy. Feel lucky. Be grateful. Feel blessed. And pass that on to other people. And more, more good things will come to you. All right? Take care of yourselves.